We'll begin by singing number 648, the song that you just heard, Morning Has Broken, number 648. We will sing this song in unison, all singing the melody. The first verse I'd like only the women to sing, the second verse only the men, and then the third verse we'll all sing together. Bev will begin with an introduction. Number 648. The Lord is in God's holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before God. Habakkuk 2, verse 20. Welcome to this worship service for new student orientation. Welcome to this house of God, where God and God's people have met many a time in years past, and where God and God's people will meet many a time in years to come, including Friday morning chapels. My name is Bob Yoder, and I am the campus pastor here at Goshen College. As was mentioned yesterday in opening convocation, your journeys have brought you from many different countries, many different states, many different towns, and many different life experiences. And after today, though you new students will remain here on campus, except for your little excursion to Mary Lee Environmental Center this afternoon, the rest of you, family and friends, will journey back home to your different towns, to your different states, and perhaps your different countries. But for right now, in this very hour, we are indeed gathered as God's people in God's holy temple. Turn with me to number 661 in hymnal a worship book, the blue hymnal in front of you. I will read the leader portion, and I invite you to read the people portion. And we will read together the all portion. Number 661. We gather as pilgrims on a journey of faith. We come seeking your presence as we travel away. We come seeking your pillar of fire to light our hearts. Shine in our hearts, O God. 
with the light of your love. Make your presence known through Jesus the Christ. Amen. In that same book, number 16, God is here among us, number 16. And let's stand to sing. Number five, number five, there is a place of quiet rest.
Well, God, I'm going to college tomorrow. Heavenly Father, I'll, I'll be honest. honest. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. My child has finally grown up and is leaving home for college. I know I'm going to miss home. How will I get by without my family being right there? It's never going to be quite the same when she comes home. There's, There's so much I'm worried about. And what if I don't make friends? And my roommate, what if we don't get along? Surround her with solid friends. How do I even know I'm going to the right college? Is this really the right place for me? Will I fit in? And keep her safe, Lord. Above all else, keep her safe. Embrace her with your love and surround her with your peace. And I don't even know what I want to do. I don't have a major. I don't have direction. Maybe I shouldn't even be at college. Guide her future and direct her decisions, encouraging her to be the woman you have called her to be. I'm worried about my classes, too, and my grades. Will I be able to handle the workload? And how in the world are we going to pay for this? Lord, give me peace. Give her peace. Stay close to me. Provide places for me to grow spiritually and to grow closer to you. I want to be challenged, but I'm scared of what that means. I've walked with her every step of her life thus far, witnessed and been part of every milestone. How do I support her while still giving her space at college? I know I will miss her, but allow me to give her the freedom she needs to grow. Give me the strength to enjoy the challenges. God, people say college is the best time of your life. I just really hope I can have fun and make good friends. God, did we raise her right? My role as a parent is changing, and she is much more independent in her direction. Help her to remember who she is. Guide her, Lord. I'm excited, but I'm afraid. excited, but afraid. But I know you're always with me. Allow me to rely on you and know that this will be a good experience, even through the rough times. Bless her, Lord. Keep her safe and give us both peace. Amen. Amen. In the green book, the Sing the Journey book, we'll be singing number 105. 105. Don't be afraid. We'll sing this through twice. If you don't know it, I'm sure you'll be able to sing along the second time. If you do know it, please sing out. Brad will play an introduction first. Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 34, 4. Busqué al Señor, y él me respondió. Me libró de todos mis temores. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Ne vous inquiétez de rien, mais en toutes choses, faites connaître vos besoins à Dieu, par des prières et des supplications, avec des actions de grâce. Et la paix de Dieu, qui surpasse toute intelligence, gardera vos cœurs et vos pensées en Jésus-Christ. 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Depositen en él todo ansiedad porque él cuida de ustedes. Luke 12, 22 to 26. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? If then you are not able to do small thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Lucas 12, 22 hasta 26. Luego dijo Jesús a sus discípulos, Por eso les digo, no se preocupen por su vida, que comerán, ni por su cuerpo con que se vistarán. La vida tiene más valor que la comida, y el cuerpo más que la ropa. Fíjense en los cuervos, no siembran ni cosechan, ni tienen almacén ni granero. Sin embargo, Dios los alimenta. ¿Cuánto más valen ustedes que las aves? ¿Quién de ustedes, por mucho que se preocupe, puede añadir una sola hora al curso de su vida? Ya que no se pueden hacer algo tan insignificante, ¿por qué se preocupan por lo demás? Matthew 28, verse 20b. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew, chapitre 28, verse 20. Et voici, je suis avec vous tous les jours, jusqu'à la fin du monde. Let's sing that same song again, number 105, in the Green Book. And I'd like to hear lots of voices singing the melody. We'll sing it through just one time. just saying, don't be afraid. My love is stronger than your fears. A recent survey asked college students what they were most afraid of. And as you can imagine, responses range from the goofy to the very serious. First, let's look at the goofy ones. Some college students said they're afraid of cafeteria workers because of those creepy hairnets. Others said they were afraid of porcelain dolls because maybe there's a real person inside trying to get out. Then they went on, some were afraid of fallen arches, a plague of locusts, doorknobs, goths, getting tape, duct tape to a tree. Those were the goofy ones. Then there were, of course, the very serious things that college students were afraid of, be it Middle East spiraling out of control, AIDS epidemic, terrorist attacks, cancer, the death of maybe a mother or a father. And then all of the in-between kinds of fears were expressed, some of which were confessed to us this morning by Sarah and Jessica. Blind dates, rejection, ignorance, student debt, roommate problems, the unknown, maybe just as traumatic, being unknown. Being a frosh away from home, a first year, gone from home. 
the number one rock and roll song on the list of the top 500 rock and roll songs of all times is Bob Dylan's song, Like a Rolling Stone. The list was compiled from the votes of hundreds of rock artists, themselves from well-known uh, and also well-known rock music experts and rock and roll historians. And they asked all of these in a survey and said, what are the top songs? And then they compiled them. And the number one song, of course, as I said, was The Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, perhaps because of its place in the historical sweep of rock and roll history, because of the person who wrote it and sang it, and perhaps because of the profound lyrics within it. The lyrics captures the anxieties of young adults over generations that stretch from when the song was written in 1965 through my own college days and the days of many of uh, your parents as well, right up until today. If you'll recall, if you know the song, he uh, in the chorus says, how does it feel, he asks the question, how does it feel to be without a home like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone? How does it feel? Pretty scary. A bit frightening, but also somehow dangerously exciting, perhaps, like bungee jumping off the side of a mile-high bridge for the first time, or hitting those rough waters in a kayak, or walking across stage to a piano bench in your first ever Bach competition, or like being a new president of your alma mater, that place, that esteemed and historic institution. The name alma mater means nourishing mother. Who am I to now lead my own mother school that transformed my whole life some 33 years ago, who transformed my intellect? and soul so profoundly. Honestly, I feel a bit like Dylan's rolling stone in this case, leaving comfortable California, warm California, where we've lived for 26 years, leaving our very close friends, our dear church family, familiar routines, restaurants, lots of restaurants, <laughs> beaches, Life was very, very good, very good. <laughs> and here I am, scary stuff, exciting stuff. One third of me is terrified, two thirds full of joyful anticipation. I feel like I'm back where I was 33 years ago in my first orientation chapel here at Goshen College the first kid in my family to go to college so far away from the city where I grew up in Tampa, Florida. I, there I was, life was familiar, comfortable. I was known, I knew the place, I was comfortable. I remember packing my few belongings in my little maroon two-door Ford Falcon coupe, four on the floor. Uh, kissing mom and dad goodbye as I headed off down the highway, and I was trying to hold it all together because I didn't want them to feel too emotional about me going off to college. But as soon as I hit the highway, the floodgates opened, and I could hardly see where I was driving. I was driving a 1,200-mile journey to the land of Goshen, a place I had never been before. I managed to hold my emotions in, but not for long. How did I feel? To be sort of without a home now, like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone. Terrified, excited, frightened, joyful, just like I feel now. You may, you may have heard the old joke about how a college president is like a cemetery caretaker. You have a lot of people under you, but no one is listening. <laughs> Will the faculty listen if I have something to say? 
If a large donor asks a simple question like, what is your annual operating budget? Will I choke? I actually went online this morning to look it up. I was a little bit nervous about that. Will I ever be able to remember all of these names and faces of staff and students? Will I say something dumb in front of everyone? As my son would say, uh, duh. <laughs> Just so you know right now, true confessions, not unlike the President of the United States, I too have my list of verbal bloopers, malapropisms that I have spoken in weddings, sermons, speeches, before distinguished audiences like yourselves. I can remember one time saying, Michelangelo painted the 16th chapel. Isn't that great? And isn't that an expensive pendulum around her neck? Or worse, I mean, you can tell that I didn't grow up in wealth, because one time throughout the whole time I was speaking about wealth, I was talking about a guy wearing an expensive Rolodex watch. <laughs> How about the time I talked about a firefighter who used a fire distinguisher to put out the fire? I know that I, I know that I fear, I know that I, I know the fear I feel, this is something I also said, is often just a pigment of my imagination. <laughs> pigment? or figment, when it comes down to this new position, the terror is real, and so is excitement. In fact, some of what makes life so interesting is the fact that fearful emotions and exciting emotions are often two sides of the same coin, aren't they? We might never know the deepest joys of life, those sheer moments of happiness, the excitement of living life to the fullest, if we, have ne if we never move beyond our comfort zones, move beyond our fears, move away from our home of comfort, our home of where we weren't anxious all the time. I want to assure all of us this morning that beyond our fears, underneath our deepest anxieties, God who created us is with us, under us, and around us. Time and again throughout Scripture, when God sends Abraham and Sarah um, off into an unknown world, far away from home, when Jacob flees the wrath of his brother Esau and leaves home, never to see his mother or father again, when Joseph runs away from home to Egypt, when God calls a trembling Moses to liberate the enslaved people from Pharaoh, when the people of Israel are 2,000 miles away from home in the huge metropolis of Babylon, I actually kind of, that's, Babylon's kind of comforting for me, that is, living in the Los Angeles, in a big city, I'm comforted by that, but for Israel, who had grown up in small Judea, they were moving away to a very scary location in their own life experience. In each and every one of these moments, God promises, I will be with you. It's not just a Christmas time that Emmanuel is spoken of in the book of Isaiah, but repeatedly throughout Scripture, I will be with you, says God, all along the way. They didn't always feel it or know it or experience God's presence. Nor, for that matter, did they always want God's presence close by. But hindsight showed them this truth about life. God is with us. Neither height nor depths nor any other place we are on earth can separate us from God. The Apostle Peter must have been a first year once too, or a parent of a frosh when he writes, cast all your anxiety on Christ because he cares for you. The Apostle Paul says it this way, don't be anxious, students. Don't be anxious, mom and dad. Don't be anxious, El Presidente. <laughs> Jesus uses different language with essentially the same meaning when he says, don't worry about your life. 
what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. They're like a rolling stone without a home. Yet God, fe God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? Mom and Dad, God cares about your child even more than you do. Students and parents, don't worry about life. Don't be anxious. In St. Matthew's Gospel, sometime after the resurrection, in an odd twist of narrative plot, it's Jesus instead of the disciples who ends up leaving his earthly home behind for, let's say, the great college in the sky. All the emotions of parents letting their kids off at the dorm and driving off, the feelings of deep loss that things will never be quite the same again, the fears of what life is going to be, out, be like without the Christ. What is it going to be like without mom or dad, or life without son or daughter, or village, or childhood friends, or home? All of these feelings are captured in this poignant moment in the life of Jesus and his disciples. And it's into those feelings of anxiety and fear and loss that Jesus says the most wonderful, God-like thing. Remember, remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always. May these words be comfort for us in our parting. I am with you always. May these words sustain us through all new encounters and new adventures we now embark on. I am with you always, comforting words promising God's presence each step on our common journey, together for this year, the next couple of years, and on. We're safe because God is with us. To you, the class of 2010, Welcome, then, to the thrill of an educational, spiritual bungee jump. To you parents who have tied a cord of love to their ankles, that is, it is, promise you, it's as strong as life itself. That love and the love of God will not break, no matter what. I promise, because God promised us. Will you join us together as we invite the God of new beginnings to be with us each step in this wonderful, frightful, joyful, nerve-wracking, exciting, terrifying journey that we are beginning together. Jason, will you come and lead us in this prayer? Please take the litany from the back of your program. O oh God, this journey is bearable only because of your non-anxious presence through the living word. Calm our fears and release upon us the peace of Christ. We cast our anxiety on you as we live in the hope of your presence. God of new beginnings, rekindle the Christ-centered light within us. May we shine in your love for you and in our service to others. Grant us grace to do the work to which you have called us. We will find our joy in you, O oh God. Students.
sustaining God, we believe that you will guide us always in the light of your love. You will become like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. May we embrace your love fully, and we will find your joy in you, O God. Amen. We're going to sing several songs of hope and trust and joy. We'll begin in the green book again with number two, Come Walk With Us. This is both a prayer to God and I think um, a conversation between you and the people around you, the, the people of God. Come walk with us, the journey is long. Jessica will sing the solo part on the top line and we will sing the response part, the bottom two lines. And I invite you to stand as we do this. Come walk with us, come walk with us, come walk with us, come walk with us. The journey is long, the journey is long, the journey is long, the journey is long. in the blue book. 580, My Life Flows On. This has become a very favorite hymn of college students here. I think when you see the words, you'll know why. <clears throat>
now number 46. And Bev, could I ask you to play piano with this one? Number 46, I sing the mighty power of God. stand to sing number 71. Number 71, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Just stand, please.
O God, we, your people, have gathered here this morning, and we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your presence with us in the previous days and in the days to come. Amen. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. The God of love who has journeyed with us in the past will continue to journey with us into the future. The God of peace who has led each of you here to this campus on this morning of Sunday, August 27, 2006, will now be with you next Sunday, September 3rd, 2006. However, we as a collective body who gathered here in this particular place, in this particular time, in this particular temple of God, will not be gathering collectively in this particular temple of God next Sunday. In a few short hours, many of you will have said your goodbyes, will have said your see you laters. And the further reality of a new school year and what all that means will be upon us all. A number of years ago, before departing to the West Bank in Israel as a member of a short-term delegation with Christian peacemaker teams, my father prayed a prayer of blessing over me from Numbers chapter 6. In fact, my father has prayed this prayer of blessing on me on a number of different occasions in my life that were very pivotal for me. And so this morning, I invite us, students, family, friends, faculty, staff, to sing and pray this prayer of blessing upon each other as we go our separate ways, as we prepare to accept the realities of a new school year from Numbers 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Let us sing this blessing to each other. Number 76 in the green hymnal, The Lord bless you and keep you. Let us stand to sing. <laughs> 